You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today's episode is called Enough. And this episode is for you if you've ever struggled with being good enough, doing enough or having enough. Let's unwind that and get to the truth so that you can make peace with those feelings, move forward and let them go. So let's talk about having, doing and being enough generally, just to start with, an introduction. One of the common denominators of discomfort in just about every client I've coached is their sense of not having enough, doing enough or being enough. It comes up for a lot of people in business but also in general life. And any of these three enoughs can be a roadblock to your success and satisfaction in any area of life. Any one of them is enough to put the roadblocks up. So today I want to talk to you about the signs that you might be feeling like you don't have enough, do enough, or that you aren't enough, the results they cause, and how to overcome each of those thinking states. And as I say thinking states, I want to clarify that all of these attitudes, and that's what they are, they're attitudes, they come from a place of lack, or in other words, inadequacy. If you think with a lack mindset, then it's going to show up first in your self-talk. That's the thoughts that you have. And those thoughts will affect how you feel and act and the results you get. Luckily, those are things that you can change. And we will talk about that at the end of this episode and a little bit on the way through. But let's look at each one of these in turn. Not all of them may be relevant to you, but I bet you've heard at least one or two of these coming out of your own mouth. The first one is you have enough. Now you might think that this doesn't apply to you. Even if you think that you have enough, remember that the internets of things, the media and the marketing that's out there in the world are all trying to convince you that you don't have enough, usually so that they can rope you in and sell you more stuff. There's a saying in marketing that If a problem doesn't uh, exist, you need to create one. So what I'm saying is that people that are trying to sell you things or convince you of something are going to try and look for chinks in your armour or create them and get you second-guessing yourself. So this I don't have enough or you don't have enough can show up in various guises. And I'm speaking mainly to the internet stuff here that's that might be influencing your thinking right now for example there is the guise that your home needs to be redecorated and so that you need to get all of the latest trendy colors and styles i read a blog the other day that told me um, it was called something like five signs that your decor is out of date and it said if you have a shell in your bathroom that's not cool anymore now i have a shell in my bathroom that my mother gave me and I really value having that shell. It's a big conch shell. I don't care if it's not cool, I'm gonna keep that shell. But other people might see that and think, oh, well, I'm going to have to get rid of that shell in the bathroom and put something different in there so that I can still be on trend. You get what I'm saying, right? That's a very simple example, but it's this media out there convincing you that you're out of date, that you're no longer cool, that you don't have the right stuff and you need to change things. Another example is that the clothes that you're wearing might be out of date or not on trend. So 
you need to go out and buy some new clothes so that you're dressing in a way that's socially acceptable. And in the business world, you have all of these people telling you that they have the perfect formula for growing your business or the perfect way to beat your money mindset issues or the perfect training to help you grow your Facebook audience or that you need extra training to become good at what you do in your profession. And if you don't do those things, you'll be missing out. You'll be missing out on the important secrets that you must have in order to succeed. Have you ever heard that kind of language being used? Well, maybe some of these things could be true at some level. It could be good to up update your stuff, your 30-year-old tracksuit or whatever. Maybe it's great to learn more or develop new skills. But the truth of the matter is that what you have right now, most of it, is perfectly good and it's probably enough. It's funny, when I was growing up, there was a saying that people needed to keep up with the Joneses. I don't hear much of that these days, so I went on to the freedictionary.com and they define this as when somebody deliberately buys or does the same things as the people around them so that they will appear as successful as them. Does any of this sound familiar? Whether it's your own lack of self-confidence or the desire to appear as successful as other people or the desire to be liked, the sense of not having enough can be a huge impediment to you being authentically you and succeeding and growing as a person and growing your business. I'm so all over this, you must do business in life your way and you can only be authentic when you do that. Somebody else might have a great method or a great business or a great life. But there's no such thing as a cookie cutter formula. We're all unique and different. And you need to find your own way of creating success in any area of your life. Here's why. When you're so busy trying to have enough, it means that you're probably collecting or accumulating things that you may not necessarily need or want. And this is where overwhelm starts. And here's what overwhelm can look like. If you're feeling overwhelmed with your business or your life, you might be telling people that you're juggling a lot of balls or have too much on your plate. Maybe you didn't ever finish that wonderful training course that you bought that was the secret to everything you needed. Maybe you're not making time for your own self-care and re rejuvenation. Maybe you can't remember the last time you had a holiday. Maybe you're worrying about not remember every, remembering everything in the last year's training courses that you did and needing to go back and do them again or learn more stuff. Any or all of these signs are telling you that you have too much going on. You're too busy accumulating and collecting things rather than creating. Right now, I invite you to look around at all of the training courses and books and clothes and things that you have. And then imagine how you'd feel if you had to move house. If you got told you had 30 days to pack up and leave your house and move somewhere else, what would that bring up for you? I bet you'd feel stuck and you'd wonder where to start. You'd want to put it off until later because the job's too big to tackle. If this sounds familiar, if this sounds like what you're going through, then you might want to consider listening to my previous podcast on overcoming purpose blocks where I talked about 
things that get in the way of you being your authentic self and clearing away the clutter so you can define who you are and what's important to you. But back to this episode, when you truly accept that you have enough, then and only then will you be able to spend more time making the best use of all of the things that you already have. You'll get to savour them and cherish them and enjoy them and make good use of them. And in doing that, you won't have room for new stuff. You won't need new stuff. You'll be getting really good use of the old stuff. In contrast, if you have too many things in life to worry about, then life or business becomes more of a tick and flick exercise as you strive to keep up and get through and get onto the next urgent thing. When it comes to training and learning particularly, we're constantly sold the fact that we don't know enough. I recently heard a very good commentary on the Bible as a metaphor for learning. A religious person doesn't go out and buy hundreds of different books to read them again and again to develop spirituality. They have one book that they read over and over so that they truly know and understand and embody the wisdom within it. Imagine what your life would be like if you did that with the latest training course that you'd completed. If you went through the material and you spent the next year not trying anything else new but just going over what you'd learned to really pull out more wisdom and knowledge and apply it, how would that change things for you? A really quick analogy of this is when you go to the movies and you watch a movie and it's awesome and then you watch it a second time and there's all of these things that you didn't see the first time and then you go and watch it again and you go, oh, there's actually a story being told at a higher level that I didn't see before. And then you watch it again and you start to become familiar with the lines and you can anticipate them. It's then that you truly know and understand that movie and what it's about and you feel comfortable and confident to talk about it. That's maybe three or four times of viewing a movie. Now imagine if you did that with a training course that you'd done. Or imagine if you just rearranged your room without buying any new stuff. You just changed the layout and made the best use of what you already had. With all that said and done, I encourage you to consider what serves you in life and what doesn't and to make a list. Stop keeping things just in case you might use them. If you've got something in your cupboard that you haven't worn in 15 years, you're not going to wear it. Give it to someone who will. Start getting rid of the things that no longer serve you. Get rid of any old certifications, training courses that you're not doing. I qualified as a personal trainer twice in my life. Once many years ago and more recently to update the qualification, 2007. I don't do that work. I'm not maintaining my professional certification and my CE points and everything in that area because I'm not going to be a personal trainer anymore ever again. I did it for three and a half years. That was enough. I've gotten rid of all my training books for that course. I don't need them. I'm never going to go back to them again. I invite you to do something like that, your version of that in your life, in your business. Clear the space for what you do want. So that was about having enough. What about doing enough? That's the next thing to think about is whether you are doing enough. 
Maybe you're on social media looking at a bunch of happy, successful people who are doing amazing things and living amazing and successful lives and you're sitting there wondering why you can't have that too. You're frustrated because you're not there yet. You're wondering if you're doing enough to ever get there. Are you doing enough? Are you doing the right things? Let me just say that what you see on the internet is 100% smoke and mirrors. It's your brain working against you. And I'd like to illustrate this with a story. A few years ago, I made a vignette movie, capturing some of the really great surfing moments from about a dozen surf sessions that my husband had had in a year. So that movie was set to a three and a half minute soundtrack. It was a heavy rock song that created a lot of energy and it fit with all of the turns and cutbacks he was making in the surf. And we shared that movie of his surfing highlights for the year with a few people. What was really interesting was that a couple of people came back to us and said, gee, all you guys do is party and surf. You're doing a lot of stuff, being pumped up and energetic and when do you find time to work and clean your house and all that stuff? <laughs> it was really funny because somebody was able to look at a three and a half minute movie out of a total of 525,600 minutes in a year and think that that was representative of our whole life. This is what we do on social media. We see the person who's lost 30 kilos and we forget about the months of toil and mental challenge and physical effort required to get there. We see the successful person in business who has 40,000 followers and they make a six-figure income and we forget that they had to go through years of toil and trial and experimenting and failure and that they've had to endure that and persist no matter what, that they've had zero income months and they've had crickets in their marketing. All you're seeing at the end of the day is the success after a struggle. And doing enough is really about staying in your lane, focusing on one thing, doing it really well and persisting until you've exhausted all avenues of doing that one thing. And that's whether it's your business or your life. It's not about doing lots of different things at once. So let's have a look at what that means in business and in life, doing enough. In business, doing enough is about doing enough research to figure out that you've got a viable idea and that people would buy it. And then doing enough is developing a solid plan with enough detail and information that you can achieve an outcome that you want. Doing enough means getting advice and help to test and implement your plan and then to persist until it's complete. Doing enough means trying and failing and trying and failing until you figure out what does work and getting help along the way. Doing enough doesn't mean that more is better. Doing enough means that being selective and focused and persisting in a smart way is better. And in life, doing enough is about acting and giving within your personal capacity and giving as much as yourself as you give to others. It's finding the sweet spot between pleasure and achievement. It's really interesting if you look up psychologist Christopher Skellett, he has a book or a quiz actually on pleasure versus achievement. Actually, I think there is a book now that I've said that. 
Um, I've only seen the quiz, but he talks about excessive focus on pleasure leading to guilt and inadequacy and excessive focus on achievement leading to frustration and burnout. So you want to get that balance. If you're trying to do enough all the time, you're going to end up in that latter box, in that frustration and burnout because you're not having enough fun along the way. And so what I invite you to do right now is answer a question and just give your immediate reaction. But ask it now, just say whatever comes to your mind. Do you do enough? Although I'm not a betting person, I would bet a hundred bucks that you do enough. And if you're not sure, I recommend that you give your brain some proof. Write down all of the things that you do for yourself and others, or write down all of the things that you do in your business. Write them all down and then ask the question again and look at the list. The truth will reveal itself. One final piece I want to talk about today is you are enough. Now, a lot of people have a deep-seated fear of not being enough. It's the feeling that you're not enough and it can show up in your life as comparing yourself to others, buying into feedback from others, no matter what the feedback is, rating your self-worth through your achievements or developing an excessive need for approval or to be liked. If you're someone that feels like you're not enough, you might attach negative labels to yourself or overgeneralize about how terrible or helpless or stupid you are, those sorts of things. And further to that, if you think this way about yourself, if you think that you're not enough, please know that your brain will start to seek proof that that's true. What that means is when someone doesn't reply to your text, if someone doesn't return your phone call, if you didn't get a perfect score on your test, any of those sorts of things, a not good enough thinking person will turn those events into proof of their inadequacy. And as I say it aloud, it probably sounds illogical, and it is, and that's the problem. If this dialogue of not being enough is running in your head and it's not verbalised or it's not written down, it's not looked at for what it is factually, then it's not easy to see that it's illogical. I once coached someone who said that they were no good at following through on anything and that they were always giving up and they'd resign themselves to never being a finisher. And the funny thing was that this person had just completed a year-long program that they'd persisted with even when they wanted to give up. So reflecting that back to this person created a really sharp realisation that the belief was not true. They were actually very capable of persisting. They had just been so busy telling themselves that they weren't good enough and they weren't good at finishing that they'd come to believe it, even when there was hard evidence to the contrary. And a year-long program is pretty hard evidence. So you see, you've got to get it out of your head onto paper or into a conversation with a coach or somebody that can help you to unpack it without giving opinions and advice. It's your turn to think differently because not good enough thinking will 100% not help you to get to where you want to be. That thinking, that not good enough thinking is going to keep you in the cul-de-sac of frustration and misery going around and around and around the roundabout. 
So you can stop focusing on perfection. You can stop feeling dissatisfied with what you can't do and why you can't do it. I invite you to ask a better quality question. Instead of asking what's wrong with you, ask what's right with you. Make a list. Find the evidence of all of the strengths and skills and wisdom that you have. Instead of thinking how far you have to go, reflect on how far you've come already on your successes. Instead of talking about what you can't achieve and why, talk about what you are determined to achieve and why and how. You might see a common pattern in these three cases and it's negative self-talk. So whether you're not having enough, not doing enough, not being enough, this is all your conversation in your head. It's your inner critic. And the way forward is to watch your thoughts and to start reframing those sentences. Reframing is the key because that will help you to turn your lack mentality into a mindset of adequacy or even abundance. Hire a coach to help you if you find yourself falling into a hole. I'm working with clients on this right now and at times it's hard for them, but boy, have I seen some transformative thinking and feelings and actions as a result of doing this work. Reframing is really simple. It's not easy to do in the moment, but it's extremely powerful and the effect is long lasting. And I think of all of the habits that you could possibly develop in life, Reframing is by far the most important because it reduces stress, it builds resilience, and most importantly, it builds self-belief. And when you have self-belief, anything is possible. Anything. So let's wrap up today's discussion. I talked about three common enough thinking patterns, not having enough, not doing enough, and not being enough. They all come from a place of lack rather than abundance and none of them are helpful. So why would you keep doing them? Well, how do you get past them? That's really the question, right? And the way forward in all of these cases is to develop a habit of thought watching and reframing. It is the most powerful and transformative habit that you can develop because it will change the way you approach your life. It will build resilience and it will build self-belief. It will help you to find your purpose and passion and to live a more satisfied life. If you need coaching support for this important work, hit me up on my contact page. I currently have space for three new clients. that They won't stick around for very long, those spaces. Or I can put you in touch with another coach who works in this area. I want you to succeed in your business or your life or both. And I know that you need to unpack this thinking and, and let it go. You can do this and I encourage you to take action now. Start now. Okay, that's enough ranting from me. I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.